here's a message from Ken Lavica. It goes against everything I believe in, but I think I'm ready to just pull the plug off the heat life support machine. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. I know we're spoiled. The Heat are a franchise with high expectations every year to the point of sometimes maybe delusion. But they've earned that right to have high expectations because they've got a great coach. They've had a great decision maker in the front office. They've had great stars. But last night, and I, I'm trying not to overreact, last night was one of the most disappointing, lackluster, flat, uninspiring heat performances I can remember in decades. I mean, that was as abysmal, as embarrassing, as humiliating, as wretched, as basement-dwelling, as anything that the Heat have put out as a basketball product in years and years and years and years and years. That was as bad NBA basketball as you're going to see last night. I I have a, a very high tolerance, I think, for for basketball ineptitude. I, I mean, I, I, I've, I've seen plenty over the years, okay? But that last night, the lack of effort, the lack of any really semblance of an ability to look like you had any interest in battling in that playing game against the Hawks, that's as discouraging a Heat performance, an NBA performance, as you're going to see. It is something so unbefitting of the Miami Heat that I almost feel like now we're at a crossroads where we need to start readjusting what the season expectations are, at least for the next couple of years with this Heat franchise. God, was that a gut punch. Ken Levick alive on a Wednesday here on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers off of the dreary, the gloomy, the windy, gray intracoastal. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights, Radio Life Partner runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. Uh, the, the gloominess, the grayness, it perfectly fits my mood when it comes to the heat. That that was there's there's getting beaten. There's getting beaten. Right. Then there's getting out hustled, outworked, having no effort, having no life, having no answers, and getting beaten. The latter scenario is what happened to the Heat last night against a team that they regularly work. I mean, the Heat dominate the Hawks. Every single time they play, especially on that floor in that arena, that was downright listless, unacceptable dreck last night from the Heat. It's completely unexplainable except for the fact that we've seen them play like this now over a handful of times this season. And as a Heat fan, I just feel like now, and say I'm overreacting, that's fine. Say I'm overreacting. But that was the same type of effort we've seen too many times during the course of the regular season, and now we get into a play-in where you can get yourself into the postseason, solidify yourself, and start preparing for the Celtics. And that style of heat basketball, that complete ineptitude, showed up again. And it was all four quarters, not acceptable. And I think it's time to come to the realization this team might suck by heat standards. Yeah, I mean, that's what aggravated me the most. It was the kind of surprising reactions from Heat fans? Like, this hasn't been the team that we've seen all well, season what long? Happened, what happened is, I think there are a lot of Heat fans that, and, and, and I'm not judging, a lot of Heat fans that come playoff time because the expectation is always going to be, hey, they're going to be there. And they're going to be a title contender because they're the Heat. 
So come, come around playoff time, now I'm locked in. Let's go heat. And that's fine. That's totally fine. I am not judging you. But what you consumed last night, Stone, what you experienced on social media is the byproduct of that. Last year, they were the one seed. Hey, playoff time, one seed, let's go heat. Come on. The expectations going to the finals playing in June. I think there's a lot of people that weren't really paying close attention. Oh, man, not the one seed this year, but have a chance to go to the playoffs. You never know what's going to happen when the Heat get in because you got Spo, you got Jimmy. But what they saw last night was so foreign to them because we, we, don't, we don't see that from the Heat, except if you paid attention to the regular season. You saw plenty of last night in the previous 82 games. Yeah, and I think part of me thinks that that playoff narrative that the Heat do possess trickled into the locker room a little bit. Like, Oh, was- yeah, for sure. I think that that's the culture of uh, – that's part of Heat culture. When it's time to dig in and grind it out, this Heat team can do it because they've done it so many times before. That's the reputation. They're going to bog you down. They're going to grind you into the floor. But no, instead, it's just bad. It's been bad all year, and it's bad now. And the answer now with what we're watching is kind of – you're turning it to Jimmy Butler. Like, hey, hey, all right, here we go. Save us. We need you. And he has throughout the season, like right, down the stretch, he just, he's been cold. He couldn't hit anything last night. Couldn't hit anything last night. It also doesn't help when your rebounding margin is 63 Hawks, 39 L Heat. I mean, you just, in the history of the NBA, for however long it's been around, 18, 19, whatever, no team is ever going to win a basketball game when you're yeah. out rebounded 63 to 39. I, I I mean that is that's one of the all-time worst rebounding margins for the Heat at least in modern day. For my life this is the worst I've ever seen. In my I mean, 24 years on this earth this is the worst I've ever seen. So the Heat lose and I think they they're lucky to only lose by 11 last night 116-105. I mean it it was there is not a singular number other than anything that Kyle Lowry put up individually where you look at and you say Ah, well, at least uh, the the Heat were proficient in this area. No, the whole thing was a crap fest. The whole thing was absolutely despicable last night. I mean, it's not just the rebounding, right? It wasn't just the rebounding, and that is wildly unacceptable. Wildly unacceptable, 63-39. to It's not just that, though. 22-6 to on the offensive glass. Clint Capella... Had 21 rebounds last night. For a good portion of the game, Kyle Lowry is matched up with Clint Capella. I know Kyle Lowry has a thick backside, but you're expecting him to box out Clint Capella for a good portion of the night? Eh, not happening. The Heat allowed a team in a, in a, in a play-in game to shoot damn near 50% in the Hawks. I mean, it is wildly... Unacceptable. The second chance points. The offensive rebounds. The 50-50 balls. Everything was atrocious last night for a team that knows nothing but playoff runs and generally playoff success. And a team and a franchise whose expectation year after year after year after year is we are, if we're not going to go to the finals, be on the damn doorstep. We're going to be in the conversation. This year, I can't tell you, after last night, how many people I've seen on social media, Twitter, Instagram, people that have messaged me, I just want this thing to end Friday. Whether it's the Bulls or the Raptors, just pull the plug on this thing. Don't even bring out the defibrillator. Let them die. And if it has to be a slow and painful death where they're trying to suck in oxygen with absolute glass feeling in their lungs, who cares? Let them die. And if it's a suffering death, let them pass. Nobody wants this heat to con- this heat season to continue any longer. Then there's Eric Spolstra. And Spo, because he's eternal optimist, he is the face of grinded out heat playoff basketball. He presents this to maybe give you a little bit of life, but I don't even think I'm going to let Spo pull the heat wool over my eyes. Hey, at least we have a lot of experience. You know, we've had a lot of ups and downs this season. Uh, nothing about this season has been easy, so we're going to we're going to do this the hard way. We're going to get back to work tomorrow, uh, regroup, uh, put our arms around each other, get to the film, uh, and and get better from this. I mean, in past years, I'd say, 
I trust that man unconditionally. Heat culture. If he says, hey, we're gonna, it, we, it's been hard all year. We're going to do it the hard way. We're going to put our arms around one another. We're going to get back to work. I'd say, man, that dude's inspiring. I know better, though. This team just does not have it. And I admittedly got caught up in Jimmy going playoff, Jimmy, in three games over the past two weeks. The problem is what I failed to give context to is that he went playoff, Jimmy. Two of those three teams was against the Pistons and Magic. (laughs) Where are they? Home. Where are they? Golf. Where are they? Cancun. He went off against the Sixers. That felt good. I ripped Doc Rivers a little bit. But that Heat team that showed up last, or well, didn't show up last night. They showed up to the arena. They showed up to the arena. They were there physically. They weren't there in any other capacity. The team that took the floor last night, that was that was symptomatic of way too many stretches of play during the regular season. The Heat legitimately are what they showed all year long. There is no switch to be pressed. There is no button to be pushed. It's time to accept the fact that at least in 2022-2023, the Heat are mid. And they might be below average. They got blown out at home by a team that they regularly kicked the hell out of. Trey Young didn't even play well, and the Heat got the crap kicked out of him last night. Yeah, I mean, the reports came out that Trey Young, all bets are on the table as far as this guy well, getting traded. they're changing their front office, and so reports, the ultimate distraction, reports <laughs> right. hours before the game right. that the mean. Hawks are open for business when it comes to Trey Young. And Trey Young didn't play well, and it didn't matter. Because the Heat were flat out bad. Trey Young, yeah, 25 points, but is typically, uh, but but it goes inefficient, eight of 18. That's fine. What's not acceptable? What's not acceptable last night was Dejounte Murray, 18 points. What wasn't acceptable last night was watching Sadiq <laughs> Bay go for 17. I mean, Bogdanovich, 14. Uh uh-uh, uh, not good enough. And again. On the boards, 63 to 39. That's a college basketball score. Not only is it a college basketball score. It's a college basketball blowout. It's Gonzaga versus Grand Valley State. Right, right. And the Heat were on the wrong end of that on the boards. I mean, it is. But, and what's so frustrating about this is that the, the Heat go from one solitary inch from the NBA Finals a year ago to never being able to go on any significant run during the course of this season with basically the same core group. The defense has been significantly worse. The offense has never arrived. The rebounding has been bad all year. The winning of 50-50 balls has been bad all year. And sure enough, it all came to a head last night. What the Heat did last night is not foreign to anybody who watched them in the regular season, but we have the, the, the we 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 have this inclination to always expect because again, they have earned that reputation where the Heat are just going to come playoff time. Nobody wants to take on the Heat. Nobody wants to play the Heat. The Heat aren't a good matchup for anybody. That's been true many many years. It's not true this year. I don't want to see them go into a seven game series against the Bucks. If you thought two years ago against the Bucs in the first round was ugly, just wait until if the Heat get by either the Raptors or the Bulls, and that's not a foregone conclusion at all. They get into a seven-game first-round series against the Bucs this year. I almost feel like, it feels like to me, I'm wasting my time as a Heat fan if the Heat get into a first-round series with the Bucs. And I feel bad saying it. But I'm ready to tap out. I, I, and it's... It would it be satisfying fleetingly to win Friday? Sure. Sure. But you know it's coming. You can't live in delusion. And I think some of the reaction last night, this horror that Heat fans experienced last night came from a delusion that we all live in because the Heat have treated us so many times before and it just feels like we're at the finish line. And it almost feels like we're on the precipice of a major rebuild, if not blowing it up. It almost feels like we've hit what we've talked about for quite some time, that Jimmy window. 
And it feels like that Jimmy window, unless we have a major repair job, is about to close for good. And last night felt like a significant blow into that spike. A nail into that coffin. And I think we might have to recalibrate expectations for the Heat for at least the time being. So for you, going into a given season, Stone, Miami Heat. Eric Spolster is the head coach. Pat Riley's in the front office. Jimmy Butler's on the roster. Bam Adebayo's on the roster. Any given year, let's just live in a vacuum right now. Before the season starts, we get to the beginning of November. Your mind is where when it comes to expectations for the Miami Heat? Any, any given year. Any given year, I think it's to be a top five seed. I think going into a season, that's immediately like the staple for me. Like, okay, they're going to be a top five seed. And, and they're going to be in the discussion of a team that can make a run, right? Like, that's the expectation. 100%. Me too. This is a team that should have home court advantage in the playoffs and should be in any conversation in terms of dangerous loomers, as Sports Illustrated made famous last year. A, a team that could be considered to be playing in June. That's been the expectation for the Heat, for this Heat group for since Dwayne Wade arrived. Right. So right? When, when we're talking about a, a Heat team being a top five seed, your mind then goes to a place where, okay, the number one seed, the number two seed, our margin is not that big as far as the difference between the two, three teams. But this year, with the Heat and the margin between them and the Bucks and them and the it's Celtics. A, it is cavernous. It is Grand Canyon-esque. It's not even close. It's not even same neighborhood. It's not same zip code. It's not same state. Like, at all. At all. There's not one aspect you look at against the Bucks or the Celtics. None. Or even the Sixers, who, again, the Heat, I mean, they, they, they took the us a week ago. But it come playoff time, it, 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 even the Cavs. They're not, they're not in the neighborhood because they can't play defense. The hallmark, the trademark of the Heat is defense starts everything. The defense has been an embarrassment this year. It was an embarrassment last night, and it's why the Heat, to me, if they're not going to be a title contender, I'm not interested in them just being a playoff, a, a playoff participant. That's not the Heat. The Heat are better than that. The Heat have higher expectations than that. And now they've regressed to a point where they're simply a playoff participant. Even when they got routed by the Bucks in the first round a couple of years ago, coming off of the bubble finals appearance, you were coming off of the finals. And you could say, man, these dudes, they grinded it out. It was ugly, but they got themselves in. And hell, you never know. You never know what the heat. They were coming off of a finals appearance where, man, did they battle against the Lakers despite all those injuries. They've always been more so than the sum of their parts. And that's what's great about being a Heat fan is because that mentality is what sets them apart. They're more strong-willed than any team in the NBA over the last 10, 15 years. But now, like that, that's what's so discouraging about last night. That was a give-up job last night. A give-up job, and I don't know how you fix it because they're tied into so many bad contracts, and they've relied so heavily on undrafted players, and the guys they have paid. Tyler Harrow, I'm talking to you. Bam Adebayo, I'm talking to you. As soon as the bright lights come on in the playoffs, you two largely have melted in your career. I don't know the fix for this, and that's why I sit here this afternoon thinking that it might be time, at least for the next couple of years, to downgrade my expectation for the heat from home playoff games, and title contender every year to it's probably a win if they get into the playoffs. I think Bam Adebayo is, in my opinion, the worst player in the NBA come April. Like, there's nobody else who disappears so more than have, Bam Adebayo. He did have dominant performances in the playoffs last year, specifically in the Boston series. Yeah, but you're going to have to cherry-pick games in that series. I remember one of them being game six and the other one being game and two. Jimmy went down in right. those games, and they needed Bam. So it's not necessarily a consistent thing for him. Like, he does not show up. It's not up. consistent at all. You're right about that. And also, what we saw last night was him not take accountability for the most part. Like He sat at that podium and, and didn't let's answer hear, the question. Let's hear Bam. Let's hear Bam last night. 
Bam Adebayo, who was very tentative. He played like, oh, well, what the majority of his playoff career has been in a Heat uniform. Bam Adebayo, 12 points, 5 of 12 from the field last night. And again, just really non-aggressive. But but here's Bam Adebayo after the game explaining uh, what what the offense needs to do to finally start clicking for the first time in 84 games. And, you know, we just got to figure out a way to, you know, give me the ball. Uh, Other than that, you know, some of the guys had it going. Um, So we have have to figure out how we can keep them going and also get me involved. Hey, at least we... Am I missing something? Let's hear that one more time. Did did he just... Did he just say that they need to find a way to get him the ball? For for what? So he can turn it over? So he can make a weak post move? So he can get bodied by Clint Capella? Last night he tried to Euro step and took a four-foot step to his left because he didn't want to engage Clint Capella and got bailed out with a foul. Like, why, why exactly, Bam, do we have the confidence to run the offense? Is that what you were saying? Can we hear it one more time? And, you know, we just got to figure out a way to, you know, give me the ball. Oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> other than that, you know, some of the guys had it going. Um, so we have, we have to figure out how we can keep them going and also get me involved. Okay. Fair enough, Bam. Man, what a, an awful night. Even when the Heat got within seven late, it didn't feel like there was anything. Oh, so, so I mean, that Tyler was... Hero coming down in transition after a bad Trey Young pass to try and get it back to a seven-point game. Bricks a wide open right wing three. The Heat had in a critical possession down seven. Four chances within three feet. Botched every one of them, including Victor Oladipo airballing a layup attempt from the left of the rim. I mean, it was just symptomatic of the entire night. Oladipo trying to flick the ball at the rim. Like, just a mess. Bam missing point blank. Jimmy missing point blank. Jimmy felt like he was 0 for 30 from inside of five feet last night. He got blocked on consecutive possessions by Capella. It was it that was true disaster mode. <laughs> and I, I think the consensus was because Miami Heat fans are eternal optimists. When you do get down seven, and when you do have enough time to close that gap, uh oh, here we come. Oh, here we come. As just, bad as the offense is, they're still gonna find a way. <laughs> nope. You know we need some big shots. You know there are momentum shots Brick. that are coming. They're typically here. Brick. But for the people who have been Brick. watching this team all season long. It was prototypical of what you got down the stretch. If Jimmy's not there, nobody else is. And also, Ken, you had said earlier that you had people contacting you. The consensus take on Twitter was, hey, I don't even want to win this next game on Friday, whether it's Chicago or whether it's Toronto. I don't want to get into a series with Boston or Milwaukee. Because we know what the outcome's going to be. Because we know what the outcome's going to be. But for me, what I had seen the most and what, what was reached out to me was nuke the roster. Just blow this whole damn thing up. Just get rid I of mean, these guys. Get rid of that guys. But they're so contractually s- tied up that it's sick. I know. Well, that's where it seems like if they do blow it up, we're talking about two, three, four years, uh, maybe more, of trying to build this thing back up. And at that point, is Pat Riley sticking around or we're seeing the end of the Pat Riley era? I'm, we're not over-exaggerating here. This is a serious situation, which is why I look at the Heat and my new expectation for them past this year for the foreseeable future is, man, it would be good to see him in some playoff games. Like, that's it. My expectation for this Heat team now because I, I don't think it's going to extend past Friday. I don't think my sanity can see this extend past Friday. But then the bloodbath that's going to be if they do get past Friday and get into a seven-game series against the Bucks, it is going to be humbling. It is going to be disgusting. It's going to be not safe for children. And so now you're looking at what appears to be no plan moving forward for this Heat roster because it's either old or the guys you've paid have underwhelmed. They don't perform in the postseason or you've relied on all a, a, a too large a portion undrafted players. And so now for the next couple of years, the Heat feel like the expectation is maybe they can sneak into the playoffs. They've turned in to the Florida Panthers. They've turned in to the Miami Dolphins. To me, 
The heat expectation is now the same as it is the Florida Panthers. Maybe they can get in, except the Panthers now are going to a fourth straight postseason. So I'd say the the expectation for even the Panthers, the hockey team that outside of South Florida people probably think about the least, their expectations are higher than what the Heat are about to be for the next three or four years. And the Heat have been the standard in this area. But I want to ask you, because I am downgrading my season Heat expectation for the next couple of years to maybe they can get in the playoffs. I also grew up and still am a White Sox fan. My expectation for them, Stone, has always been maybe they can get to the playoffs once every five years. I swear to God, that's been my expectation for the White Sox. Oh, one playoff appearance every five years? I'm good with that. Or, hey, maybe they can win this game if I'm watching tonight. Right. Like, just just win this game. I, I, I am not joking with you. As a White Sox fan, in the playoffs once every half decade, solid. <laughs> Extend that manager. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I mean... Marlins fans, their expectation, uh, what what a good season is for them is 77 wins. Like that, that don't even lie. That that is that is what the expect 77 wins, and you say good season, Marlins. The expectations right now is for a player to hit the cycle, and let's celebrate that because this is the first time in franchise history that we have something to to celebrate about. The guy hit a cycle last night, and 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 you would have thought Marlins. You would have thought the because world you know they've got a they've got a sixty nine win season coming, and so <laughs> they they had a, a, a Jose Arreyes hit for the cycle. Awesome. I'm curious though. While I'm downgrading, I want you to give me your favorite team, your team, the team you root for most, the team you have the most memorabilia, the team you invest the most money and time into. Which is your favorite team? What's your expectation for them? What's your expectation for them? For example, my team's heat, my new expectation is next couple of years, maybe they can maybe they can get into the playoffs. That's my new expectation for the Heat. That's a significant downgrade from I expect them to be title contender every year. <laughs> my Dolphins expectation this coming year, Stone, is win a playoff game. That's my expectation. I don't think I'm being delusional. No. It's win a playoff game, and you know what? I'm beginning to think, hey, like this is good. This is good. This is good for me as a fan. Me as a White Sox fan, maybe sometime in the next five years they can get back into the postseason. Like Those are my teams right there. FAU, FAU basketball, my, <laughs> my expectation going into this basketball season was, hey, maybe they can get to the NCAA tournament. Going into next year, if everybody comes back, it's going to be, hey, my expectation is they're going to be in the national championship conversation. God, is that still weird to say? But it's true. Which is your favorite team, your top team, the team you follow the most? What's your expectation for them? Because I have sincerely turned the dial back now on my yearly heat expectation. I have seen enough, and I understand the roster makeup enough now to know that for the next three or four years, it's simply going to be a triumph to get into the postseason. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, on Twitter, at KLV1063, that's 888-760-3776. For example, the Jets right now are in a bit of limbo. Like The Jets, they like the youngsters they have. You've got Garrett Wilson, you've got Sauce Gardner, but if the season started today, guess who your starting quarterback is? Zach Wilson. So what's the expectation? Is your expectation based off Aaron Rodgers? Is your expectation based off of Zach Wilson? Where are you at? Daniel Jones, he got himself a contract with the Giants, but what's the expectation now? Well, you won a playoff game last year. Can you really, can you blueprint what you did a season ago? If you're a Giants fan, what's your expectation? A Yankees fan, is a World Series or bust? What is your favorite team, the team that you you give the most attention to financially, um, uh, whether it be emotionally, and what's your expectation for them? Because me, for the Heat, we have downgraded the forecast. And it is now, next three or four years, boy, it would be good for them to make the postseason. I'll even take a play-in. I'll take a play-in. Even though it's stupid, I don't think it's going away, so I'll even take a play-in. Like something that will give me some sort of meaning in my basketball life. 
Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealthnet slash orthocare to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. What is the team that you consider your favorite, you give the most attention to? What is your expectation for them? I'm just curious because I am going through something I, I didn't think the day would come, but here I am with the heat. I'm now over the next couple of years just going to be happy to see them in the postseason. I don't even care about title contenders anymore. Just happy they're in the postseason because last night sucked and Friday's going to suck. And if they get into a seven-game series with the Bucs, that's really going to suck. Who's your favorite team? What's your expectation for them? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. I'm actually really curious to hear from Knicks fans. What's your expectation for that basketball team? He's Stone LeBanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken LeVick Alive on ESPN 106.3. The second chance points last night. 26-6. The Hawks had 26 second chance points. The Heat, 6. That Again, that's as listless as weak as discouraging, as maddening a Heat performance as I can remember. I mean, that's just unacceptable. It's unacceptable. And, and I mean, what more can Jimmy Butler say? And Jimmy did not play well last night. And he missed point-blank, point-blank opportunities. But I thought he, he summed it up pretty well. Jimmy Butler sitting with Kyle Lowry last night. And again, Kyle, good game. Thank you for showing up, like literally to the arena. Not like performing, but to the arena. Thank you for showing up. The legacy game for yeah, Kyle Lowry. Sure is. Here's, uh, here's Jimmy Butler. Uh, we definitely got to start out better. That's, um, that's been a problem of ours all year long. Um, and it's just uh, another day that that's happened. And rebounding was just horrendous. We didn't put uh, body on body. Um and they, they got all the rebounds. All of them. All the second chance points. And um, that was the game. I agree. Thanks, Kyle. That was about the level of contribution he gave during the regular season in verbal form. He did play well last night. He was the only positive for the Heat last night. He, Kyle Lowry gave us a chance last night. They, the Hawks bench, 53-37. to 37, Points in the paint, 64-46. to 46. The Hawks dominated despite the fact they shot 24.5% from three. Because <laughs> they, had, they had 64 points in the paint. 64! Which is your favorite team? What's your expectation for them? For now, for the Heat, for the next couple of years? Because, again, there's no fix in this roster. There's no quick fix. You can't just spruce this thing up in an offseason. They don't have the cap space. They don't have the flexibility. They don't have the bodies. For the next three to four years, for me, I think the Heat, my expectation is well, maybe they can get into the playoffs. In the NBA, it's the easiest of any sport to do, get into the playoffs. Hell, there's going to be a midseason tournament. Maybe my expectation will be, hey, maybe they can compete in the midseason tournament. But it's gone from Heat title contender, Eastern Conference championship contender every single year. I can't remember a season where I haven't gone in thinking they could do that. And they haven't largely... Uh, paid off that belief, at least gotten into that position, into that discussion. That's not going to be the case the next couple of years. Last night was the same Heat team we've seen for 82 regular season games. They can't just turn it on. That ship has sailed. It sailed out into Biscayne Bay. It's on fire, and it's, it's, it's sinking to the bottom. Okay? Their expectation, the Heat expectation the next couple of years is maybe the playoffs. Maybe. Maybe. That, that's my expectation for them. They have turned into the Florida Panthers. But maybe even lesser expectations now. 
The Dolphins, my expectation going into this year is win a playoff game. I think that's reasonable. That would make me a happy fan. I'm under no delusion that they're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to be in the Super Bowl conversation. I'd be pleasantly surprised if they are. But win a playoff game, I think that's pretty reasonable. Me as a White Sox fan, go to the playoffs once every five years, fine. 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 Which is your favorite team? What's your expectation for them? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Because every fan base is different. Every fan base, even in the same city, every fan base is different. So I'm curious. I'm downgrading. Where do your teams stack up with your expectations? 888-760-3776. Let's kick things off on the phones, West Palm Beach. That's where we find Jeremy on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Jeremy? Hey, how you guys doing? Enjoy listening to your guys' show. Appreciate you. Um, huge Steelers fan. Huge Steelers fan. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, if uh, any true Steeler fan always has high, high expectations going into every year. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see us at least make the playoffs. Uh, we've had a history of going to the playoffs every and not winning. Year. Uh, yeah, but every year yeah. you're there except last year. I know. And, you know, last year I think Kenny Pickett, you know, he grew up toward the end of the year and always, you know, always trust Mike Tomlin and general manager and stuff as far as the draft. So, you know, as far as I always root for the Pittsburgh teams, but Pirates, I done gave up on years ago and <laughs> stuff. But, but you know, the Steelers, I don't know. I kind of like to see them make the playoffs, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I, and it's funny the difference a year makes, and you just you start to doubt then and appreciate the call. Like the Steelers, I think that's pretty reasonable. They're sort of in the heat position right now where perennial playoff team, and they're one of the standards – of their sport, but now based on the roster, based on uh, just sort of where they're stuck. In the, uh, but the Steelers are, are definitely in more of a transition right now than the Heat are. It, the Steelers and the Heat, though, are similar. Like I think the fan bases will the next couple of years just be like, hey, making the playoffs and I'm good. I'm good. I'm straight. Yeah, I think that's scientifically what made Jeremy pick up the phone and call us. Because he's like, I feel, I feel you, Ken. <laughs> I feel you guys. I, I'm, I mean, I'm there with you with Tomlin's boys right like now. Like, we could replace, for this entire 40 minutes so far, Steelers with the word heat, and Jeremy would have felt us. You'd be making the same, uh, the similar case. Yeah. The similar case. Like, what I'm curious about is, like, the Ravens. Like, what is, because the expectation for the Ravens with Lamar has been, and before that, Flacco has been, AFC championship contender, Super Bowl contender, depending on the season. They've had the one seed. He's won the MVP. They've won a road playoff game. But you just don't know, like, is Odell Beckham, OBJ, not ODB, is Odell Beckham, is he going to really make much of a difference? A disgruntled Lamar, is he going to play with a chip on his shoulder? Or is he going to be distracted? Like the Ravens, what is the expectation for them? Is it maybe, can you, I guess, division champion? Now, am I out of line in saying that majority of Baltimore Ravens fans are a little overconfident? They're, they have a little bit of delusion in their blood. They always think they're going to contend for the division. They always think they're a Super but Bowl contender. But it's because their front office has more often than not uh, overperformed, and they've had good coaching. That sounds like another team. Yeah, that was oh, good. the Heat. Except I think the Ravens have a higher expectation ceiling than the Heat. At this point in time, yes. But, again, that question mark, just like the Jets, that question mark, what, what the hell is the expectation right now? You just don't know. You can dream about it, but until you have something concrete, it's hard to put a, a true indicator on that question. Who's your favorite team? What's your expectation for them? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tony in West Palm. What's up, Tony? What's up, y'all? So, I'm a Yankees fan. Every year, championship or bust. Eh, if it happens, it happens. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Knicks fan, right now, sky's the limit. Of course, you know, stoop, the stoop can also be the limit. But we will not go back down into the sewers. That's one thing I got to say. Can I ask you, Tony, but just the off the Knicks, because yeah, I am curious ahead, with the Knicks. Is it, they, they're the sixth seed. They get into the playoffs. Um, is this... If things go south against the Cavs, do you still feel like this was a good season? They met your expectations for them. 
if they give me six or seven games, I'm good, and I have no issues. Okay. But LaVica, not for nothing, man. Look, what's happening with the Heat? Because, you know, I'm not a Heat hater, man. I'm a basketball lover. I hear you. Riley, Riley isn't doing his godfather thing. I sent you a tweet a while back. Mm-hmm. I said I, on, the, on January 15th, Durant, my, on my birthday, I was like, y'all, mm-hmm. y'all going to end up getting Durant. Watch, watch. All right. If Riley was still the godfather, he would have sold Donovan McNabb, I, not, not, pardon me, Donovan Mitchell, mm-hmm. on the idea of, look, come to the Heat. I would have got rid of, pardon me, Heat Nation, I would have got rid of Jimmy Butler, not for nothing. You have to move on sometimes. Bring in Donovan Mitchell. Get Kevin Durant down to the Heat. If you can keep Tyler Hero, whatever. If not, it, it is what it is. As long right. as Bam could be on the team, it's all good. And then what you bring in? A Mo Bamba. Because that's really what y'all need. And I, I said that for a while to other people. A Mo Bamba could have helped out that team, even if it's just for rebounds. Because um, when you got Struess, Vincent, Butler, yeah. Hero, and Adebayo is basically, and he's basically the only dude. Come on, right? And, and when Bam, right? And when Bam's getting pulled onto the perimeter like he was last night, what are your rebounding options? There's none. There's there's it, absolutely none. I want to see better basketball from the Heat, but let me tell you something. I told you earlier. Welcome to the next year for y'all, because yeah. y'all just got done up by by Mister Ice Trade. I mean, he didn't take y'all out, Ugh. but I'm just saying, y'all, y'all, uh, feeling it, y'all feeling it. I know. Hey, better luck next year. Y'all still got to hey, hey. Y'all want to win? Y- y- y'all want to win? Bring in Kevin Love. Make sure he gets some play time. Make sure he gets some play time. And y'all might have a chance. Appreciate you, Tony. Go Cavs. Tony Spo with us here on Ken LaVica Live. Um, this, is, this is the other thing with the Heat. And it's not just me flying off the handle reactionary about last night. It's what Tony referenced. How many times do we just have blind faith in not only heat culture, which I know it annoys some people. That's a tangible thing, I think, though, which is why you get your hopes up even in a situation like the play-in underperforming in the regular season because heat culture, it really shows itself because they outwork everybody come postseason time. Yeah, heat culture is very similar to having a certain look in your eyes. Mm-hmm. Heat culture is very similar to what? Yeah, well, that that's just yeah. Okay, fine, you win that battle. I can't believe I, I just hate got Stone. you. Look at that when, little bait, I bait and sweat. Hate when Stone gives the look in the eyes because that's not actually a thing. Yes, it is. You it's just said, mm-hmm. yep, right. Um, but it's it's sort of like what what had FAU rolling through the NCAA tournament is that they went in and you don't truly appreciate their effort level until you face it. And it's why Memphis struggled. It's why Fairleigh Dickinson fell apart. It's why Tennessee didn't compete in the second half. It's why Marquise Noel and Kansas State couldn't hang because FAU's effort level was greater than everybody else's. And that's the basis of heat culture is that, right? Last night, that effort level was so poor, it was, I couldn't even recognize that team on the floor, that franchise on the floor. But then it goes back even more to, oh, go get Kevin Durant, the godfather, he'll get it done. Nope. Go get Donovan Mitchell, godfather, he'll get it done. Nope. Kyrie, nope. I mean, how many times are we going to go through that? And the Heat aren't gonna, are going to whiff because they don't have the pieces. Want to know why? Because they've committed resources that are substandard Two guys that were fleetingly good that weren't going to provide you anything long-term. Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, James Johnson. It's... Remember when we were excited? They dug themselves their own roster grave. Remember when we were excited in uh, the fact that we might be able to snag Russell Westbrook? There was a part of us. There was a week. The way he's been playing, that would be an upgrade. Tony misspoke and said Donovan McNabb. Hell, I take him. <laughs> But playing the point right now. (laughs) 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Your favorite team, what's your expectation for them? And I understand this is going to vary. That's why I'm curious. Which is your favorite team? What's your expectation for them? 888-760-3776. Again, for the Dolphins, win a playoff game. That's my expectation. Got the coach, got the quarterback. Go do it. Go win a playoff game. Should have beat Buffalo without Tua. Go win a playoff game this year. Get yourself in the divisional round. Hell, if you can get a bye somehow, that gets you into the AFC championship game. What's your favorite team? What's your expectation for them? For me, the next couple of years, the Heat, maybe they can get into the playoffs and fine. I'll take it. 888-760-3776. In Jupiter, 
we find Keith on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Keith. Hey, Ken. How are you? Good, man. So my favorite team, the one I live and die with, is the New York Giants, and I think they will have a better team this year okay. than they did last year, but I don't think they'll win as many games. They had four fourth-quarter comebacks last year. Sure. That's hard to do, duplicate. John Mara recently was quoted as saying, right now Brian Dable is Bono. Lose two games and you'll be Bozo. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Knicks, I have high expectations for the Knicks. I think they're going to make the flight and get to Cleveland. Okay, good. Nothing good. better. All right. They, you know what, though? I like the tempering of expectations, and I suppose, too, when you have a team that's won two playoff games in 25 years, uh, you're happy right now. And I don't mean this disrespectfully, and you know I'll take shots at the Knicks anytime I can get uh, an opportunity. Um, I know that. But you, but, but you aren't going to you're, – you're not going to overexert yourself because you kind of know how this story goes a lot of the last two decades. They're going to have to prove it to me first. Perfect. That's the perfect way to approach it. It is so sensible. And unlike those who danced outside of Madison Square Garden after one playoff win over the Hawks, bless you, Keith. Bless you for having sense, a Knicks fan with sense. We've talked to two of them in the last two calls. I can't believe it. Not only was that one of the most level-headed New York-based calls that we've gotten on this show, but it was... I think one of the most level-headed calls we've gotten, like I mean, in Jesus, general, on this man. show. It doesn't they're gonna have a better much. team and lose more games. Like Knicks fans, take note. It yeah. doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. We're coming back to the seventies. We're back to the seventies. Willis Reed. No, like you got in good. <laughs> you, it seems like you have a guy who was a good free agent signing in Jalen Brunson. If I was a Knicks fan, my expectation for this Knicks team would have already been met. Would have already been met. Don't, don't do that. Already been met. They're plus 150 to beat this Cavs team and win this series. Your expectations can be to win this series. You You're can, allowed to you have You can that. now have hope, but my expectation <laughs> would have already been met. Because again, when you're a Knicks fan, you got to live in a rational brain. Scripted. And when you've won two playoff games in 25 years, uh, the bare minimum is the expectation. Okay, for some Knicks fans with more common sense, maybe they have already exceeded expectations. And for that, good for you. You're living in a safe mental space. Shout out, Keith. That's right. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. They are getting you premier work in sports. While the Knicks have been a failure in sports, the success stories in sports have come out of the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, since the year 2000. The year 2000, and again, since then, only a handful of Knicks playoff wins, but since the year 2000... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program has been launching careers in the sports industry, sports business extraordinaire, whether it be local, whether it be big-time college athletics, professional sports, jobs are to be had. They're all over the place. It's an expansive industry, and the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, through its curriculum, through its guest speakers, through its internships, is getting you to the point where you are going to go out on your own and you are going to ply your sports business path. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, summer semester classes online, fall semester classes online on campus in Boca Raton. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. May I interest you, Stone, according to Ariel Helwani, in a Jake Paul-Nate Diaz boxing match in August. You're damn right you can. I knew you were going to say that. You know how much money I'm going to spend to watch that? Free 99 Nothing. Uh, come on, though. Like That is breaking news. I'll let you tell me about it. That, Nate Diaz, Jake Paul ain't doing a damn thing for me. Uh, well, I'm going to force you to watch it. Not only am I going to tell you, I'm going to... Physically open your eyeballs and, and make you watch that. <laughs> Look at it, damn it! <laughs> He's Stone Levan, it's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. We've been talking expectations for your favorite team. I'll tell you this. The expectation for the Palm Beach Capos... 
just can't have a hell of a time, right, Stone? Well, no, no, not necessarily, because the expectations is to get back in the win column. All right, you have a hell of a time and pick up that dub. Yeah, these guys need to get to four and three, and they're going to do that this weekend. They're going to be down in Miami, taking on the South Florida Lions. Who are we talking about? The Palm Beach Capos. This is mine and Ken's favorite semi-pro football team right in our backyard. They play all their home games at Wellington High School. The expectations to get back in the win column, Ken. It's not just to have a good time, all right? All right. All right. All right. That's not what this says. But you'll always have a good time regardless. But you always okay. will. Okay. And anytime there's a home game at Wellington High School, I will be there. You can come say what's up to me and check out the rest of the ESPN West Palm team, too. You can see their faces. And to get through the gates, it's only $10. But here's what I really want you to do. And here are my actual expectations for you to go follow the Palm Beach Capos on all social media platforms. That's Palm Beach, C-A-P-O-S. And of course... They got a website, palmbeachcapos.com. Again, that's palmbeachcapos.com. Uh, I um, I, I I wanted to make sure we all heard the moment that I understood that the Heat were in trouble last night. Uh, Charles Barkley on TNT before the game was talking about who he thought was going to win. And uh, he was pretty vociferously in the corner of the Heat, and Charles Barkley made himself look real dumb last night before the Heat took on the Hawks on TNT. I think because of Spolstra and those three guys, because for me, the Wild So Hawks, they already got by tonight. Yeah, they're going to beat the Hawks. Come on, the Hawks stink. Bet it. Bet it. Whatever you want to. Okay. A billion dollars. Uh-huh. A billion okay. dollars. No, Ernie, because, because I think... <laughs> A billion dollars. Charles Barkley dropped a, uh, yeah, bet a billion dollars that he'll beat the Hawks. Whoops. The Hawks stink. I mean, they do. That's the thing. The they Hawks do stink, stink, he says. They do stink. But they were made to look like a title contender by the Heat last night. The Heat were out-rebounded 63-39. to 63-39. to 63-39. to 63-39. So for those Spanish speakers. That's really good. That is horrendous. Oh, God. I, I don't even care about Friday. Is that bad? I don't even care. No, we shouldn't no matter who, care. Who, who plays, who wins tonight, Raptors, Bulls. Like, I don't care. And I don't care. That in itself is even a scary conversation to have because Toronto's a good basketball team and Chicago's got guys who can score and who can attack the rim and guys who can like, go I'm up and not grab as boards. scared of the Bulls as I am of the Raptors. But again, I don't care because we all know what's going to happen if you play the Bucks. <laughs> oh God! Having to sit there and be forced to watch a series against the Milwaukee Bucks team or a Boston Celtics team, which is already gone. But I mean, that sounds like 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 torturous. Like we would legitimately have to be forced to watch that series. Mm. When we come back, uh. We have an ongoing investigation in Dallas, and I don't know why the investigation is taking this long, because the murderer was caught in the room with the knife in his hand and the victim's blood all over his body. I'll explain when we come back. He's Stone the Bandwitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.